0: You are listening to the Career Lounge podcast with Ada Afonri, where we discuss how to define success on your own terms in order to create your dream career and business. All of the information from this podcast episode will be in the show notes, which can be found at thecareerlounge.com. Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Career Lounge with me, Ada Ofonri. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I keep getting such amazing feedback about aspects of previous podcasts that are resonating with people and I'm ever so grateful. It means so much to me. So let's talk a little bit about today's topic. We're going to be talking about TV mistakes to avoid at all costs. Now, this is part two of a series on CVs. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, please go ahead and listen to that as well. Because in that episode, I talk about how to write an attention-grabbing CV. And my advice is really geared at mid to senior level professionals you know, I often kind of speak to people who maybe are looking to move out of being an individual contributor into a leadership role, or they're looking to move into a different industry or a completely different career path. So um some of the advice that I give in the previous podcast episode really kind of help you to write an attention grabbing CV, whether you're looking for a job in the same industry, or you're looking to go up a number of levels or to completely change industry. So definitely listen to that. Now, the thing is, with respect to today's topic, it really doesn't matter how brilliant and talented you are. If you are on the job market and your CV is difficult to read, you will be missing out on some great opportunities because, unfortunately, your CV will be judged, right? And I mentioned in the last episode that many recruiters and hiring managers will typically browse your CV or resume in about six seconds before deciding whether to put it in the yes, no, or maybe pile. And so you want to ensure that you're doing all you can for it to be attention grabbing, or at the very least, it doesn't sort of put off the reader. So, If you find yourself wondering why you're not securing interviews that should be pretty straightforward for you, then I want you to really listen to this podcast and ensure that you're not making any of these mistakes that are frankly really simple to make. So let's get stuck in. The first thing I'd say is um, avoid complicated formatting. Now I've seen CVs with photos, tables, multiple columns, a variety of fonts and colors It's probably a a taste thing. Personally, I think the simpler, the better, right? There's no point complicating your CV, um, except maybe if you're in a creative field. And this is one of the ways in which you can showcase your creativity, if you're in a professional field that doesn't really require that, then my advice is, you know, keep it simple. Um, Use simple fonts like, you know, Garamond or Verdana or Times New Roman. Use 10 to 12 point size fonts in black or in navy blue if you must add some color. Use bullet points, italics, bold and underline, and just keep it really, really simple. The information should absolutely be eye-catching, but it should also be really easy for someone to skim over and also uh, read a bit deeper. So your CV or resume should be easy for people to be able to do both, right? Skim over and read a bit deeper. So that's the first thing I'd say, right? Stay away from complicated formatting. The other reason why it's important to stay away from complicated formatting is related to a point I made in the previous podcast, which is around applicant tracking systems, ATS. Now, one of the things people don't realize is that if you have really complex formatting on your CV or resume, it completely gets jumbled up in many ATS systems. So all that artistic work really doesn't sort of follow through because the computer system jumbles it all up. So keep it nice and simple. Focus on the content of your writing rather than on how it looks, even though both things are important, but, you know, keep the look really simple. The second point is that a common mistake people make is that their CVs lack clarity or cohesiveness. Your CV should really tell a story, right? It should tell your career story. It needs to really kind of demonstrate your skills and your experience. It needs to highlight your expertise and your accomplishments. It needs to highlight the things that really matter most to you professionally and even on a personal level, right? Via your activities and interests. And it needs to illustrate the direction in which you seek to move into. So if it's not clear at first glance, what you do or what you're looking to do, then it's not an effective CV. When you write your CV, you want to ask yourself two questions. Does this CV convey what I do effectively? And does this CV demonstrate what I want to do next? So ask yourself that question. And if your answer isn't a definitive yes, then keep editing until you get to a definite yes. Okay. So point number three, This is a really common mistake I see over and over again, and that is describing your job role rather than describing what you have done in that role and what you have accomplished in that role. Now, there's a difference, right? Some people use their CV as an opportunity to describe what their job is about, which is really not interesting to a prospective hiring manager, Because chances are, particularly if you're applying for a job in the same field as you're already in, the hiring manager already knows what your job involves, right? And so what they're really interested in is... Well what have you done in that role right how have you added value what sort of unique set of expertise do you bring to the table and you know what is the return on investment that your previous employer has had for bringing you on board so these are the questions that they're asking right and and to that effect as well they're asking well what separates you from from the pack in a world where 250 people on average are applying for each online vacancy. So it's really important that, you know, when you look at your CV, ask yourself whether you're talking about yourself and the value that you brought to the table, or whether you're simply describing the role based on maybe the job description when you got the role. So point number four is when people kind of focus so much on what they've done And you can tell that they haven't really looked into the sort of roles that they're after. And so their CVs are not obviously targeting the new type of position they're after. So I don't know if I've described this really well. So for example, if you're currently a business analyst working in investment banking and you're looking to move into project management, you want to ensure that not only do you describe the work that you've done as a business analyst, but that you've taken the time to review job descriptions for project managers so that when there are aspects of your role as a business analyst that are transferable to that of a project manager, that you've been able to explain and demonstrate your transferable skills. If you just sit in the pocket of your business analysis experience, then that's what you're going to keep getting, right? You're going to keep getting recruiters interested in you for business analysis roles. If you apply for project management roles, you're going to keep getting rejected. So it's important that you take the time to do your homework so that you can begin to cross that bridge using your transferable skills. And so it is obvious to whoever's reading your CV that, you know, you're seeking to make that transition. And in actual fact, you already have some of the skills and experience needed um, for an effective transition. Okay. And then point number five, this is such a simple one, but it's spelling and grammatical errors. Now, I once worked with a hiring manager when I was in New York who, you know, he would get really excited about someone's CV or resume and then he would reject them if he found a single spelling or grammatical error. Yep, no joke. And, you know, it's especially tough if, um, I, I find this point especially tough if the language of your CV is not your mother's tongue. And so if English is not your your first language, then I think it can be very tough sometimes to ensure that there isn't any spelling or grammatical error in your CV. So my advice is this, get someone else to read your CV, someone who isn't as close to you are to the information that you're putting down. And so they can easily catch any obvious glaring errors that you have. If you want to even be more diligent about it, you could even get a professional to help you write your CV, right? So there are many really good CV writing companies out there that will typically have quality assurance teams whose jobs it is to ensure that your CV doesn't have any errors whatsoever after they've written it. Point number six, a common mistake again. This is CVs that are way, way, way too long Sometimes I've seen CVs that are seven, eight, nine pages long. And I'll tell you in all honesty, there isn't a single person who will sit down and read eight pages of someone's CV. Think about it. If you're a hiring manager and you have a short list of 10 CVs in front of you and each of them had eight pages, are you really going to sit through 80 pages of information that could be condensed to two pages, right? Right. So I would say that for most people, two pages is sufficient, maybe three at a push, but anything longer than three pages is really excessive. Now, if you find that at the moment, your CV is much longer, maybe because you've had shorter stints or, you know, there's a plausible reason for that happening, then what I would say is to Try to edit down the information on there. Take out repetitive phrases. You know, if you've worked for more than 10 years, you can summarize the work that you've done earlier in a more succinct way. You don't have to go into as much detail as you do for the last 10 years. You know, if you've worked for more than five years, no one needs to know your A-level grades, right? So take out things that are no longer as relevant to your career today. So, so that's what I would say. And if it's something you struggle with, again, you might need someone to really kind of help you out. You might want to get, you know, a CV writing professional to help you make it as concise as possible, but still impactful, right? So there you have it, right? We've talked about six mistakes to avoid when creating your CV. So let's recap briefly. The first is keep the format simple. The simpler, the better, right? Second is to be clear and concise. Let your CV tell your career story. Number three is describe what you've done in your role and what you've accomplished rather than just describing your job role. Point number four, remember to write your CV through the lens of the jobs you are after and not just a summary of the jobs that you've held in the past, right? And point number five, beware of those pesky spelling and grammatical errors. Finally, keep it concise, right? Keep it under three pages, ideally two pages if it's possible for you to do so, right? So, The bonus tip I'll leave you with is get someone else to read your CV for you. Even if you're really happy with it and you pay attention to detail and you're really confident that you've written the world's best CV with no spelling or grammatical errors, I think it's always a good idea to have someone else read your CV who is far removed from the information you're putting down so that they can catch anything that you may not have caught because you're so close to the information. So I hope you found that really useful, right? So based on today's episode, are there any of uh, the six mistakes that I talked about? Have Have you done any of these? I certainly have been guilty of some of these, by the way. So... This has come through experience on both sides, both as a job seeker in the past, but also as someone who's worked in this industry. So what has been your greatest takeaway? What is the one thing you feel that you're going to go away and work on? I'll be interested in hearing your perspectives. You can send me a direct message on Instagram. Uh, my handle is at Ada adaofonry, A-D-A-O-F-F-O-N-R-Y. If um, a particular part of uh, this week's episode resonated with you, feel free to post on Instagram stories and definitely tag me at Ado and also the Career Lounge podcast at the Career Lounge podcast, both on Instagram. For details on my coaching programs, please go to adorafunry.com to sign up. And definitely stay tuned for the next episode of the Career Lounge. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to download and rate this week's episode. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Don't forget to subscribe, download and leave a review. To continue the conversation, please join us at the Career Lounge Facebook group.